This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. We're bringing you the best in hockey betting and uh, DFS action as well. And to do that, we bring in our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. You can follow Nate on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Nate, it is a Friday, so we're getting things going before the weekend. For a Friday, kind of a, a small slate today. Uh, five games, but there are good games available. And uh, when you look at some of these matchups tonight, there, there's some fun opportunities. And, of course, there's a, a bit of a, an admission we have to make. We talked about one of these games with two of these teams uh, last night. We will uh, avoid one of them. The Red Wings and the Blackhawks played a couple nights ago. And, and uh, you want an example of uh, why they call it gambling, why uh, they don't build those big fancy casinos in Vegas by giving money away. We had the uh, over-under on that game. Uh, it was it was a reasonable over-under. We picked the under, and uh, oops. Yeah, it, it, exactly. <laughs> and, and, Sean, here's what's funny. I'll, uh, 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 those of you that have seen Nathan McKinnon's face uh, after he took the stick to the nose, that's basically been my hockey picks for the last couple of days. So I'm uh, I'm hoping that we can get ourselves a little bit more back on track here. It has been a rough couple of days on the ice, but that happens. Uh, you know, that like you said, that's why they call it gambling. So, you know, tonight we got five games to choose from, three of them that we're going to focus in on, and hopefully we can get back to our winning ways. Yes, and hopefully none of these teams uh, come up with 13 together unless we're expecting it like the Blackhawks and the Red Wings did. Uh, always a good uh, opportunity, by the way, to remind people that anytime we're doing this, too, this that's a good reason to re- remind folks that, remember, when you're playing, uh, never put in more than you know you can afford and that you can lose. That's part of the point as well. It's one of the best ways to keep it fun and make sure that you yeah, don't get yourself in a position you don't want to be in as well. Well, let's start it off. We have of the Minnesota Wild taking on the New York Rangers. Uh, a lot of teams, a lot of a lot of fans, I should say, don't get a chance to see Minnesota a lot. But in this case, uh, the Wild go to New York. They take on a Rangers team, and these two teams are pretty evenly matched. Yeah, they are evenly matched, and this is one, Sean. I, I'm actually going to take the home team, and and part of the reason why is I'm getting uh, a, a little bit seduced by the juice, as we like to say. The Rangers are actually a plus one ten um, on the money line, and. Uh, you know, Minnesota has uh, come on as of late. However, they still are struggling on the road. But there's actually one key reason that I am going to go with the Rangers, and it is completely intangible, Sean. And that is because tonight uh, the Rangers are going to put Henrik Lundqvist's number in the rafters. Um, there is going to be a lot of emotion uh, that is there. I always feel that when there are these uh, uh, number retirement ceremonies, things like that, you just the, the fans are more into it. The players recognize it's a big night. But really, like I said, more than anything, the fans are into it and it is loud. And I think the wild are going to go into a very hostile environment because of that overall emotional vibe tonight. So uh, I, I kind of wanted to lean to the Rangers to begin with because of that, but I really like it from a betting standpoint because the Rangers are getting plus odds. Yeah, I like that too. I was a little uh, surprised to see that myself. And, and when you're looking at uh, those kind of games, I think you're right. I don't really think that's uh, something that you know you'd have to look at a empirical kind of data to make sure the teams with jersey retirements or something like that end up winning more often. But it does feel like it because we know, and uh, Nate, you and I have both covered hockey from a non-gambling side as well for a long time 
and, and you go into the locker room with these guys, and, and they know it's a bigger game. They want to go and, and make sure that, that one of their all-time greats, they don't lose in that game. It is important. They, they do tend to play a little more focused. That doesn't guarantee a win at any point, but they do tend to take the game uh, maybe a smidge more seriously because they really do want to win for one of those all-time greats that's going to be in the building and probably a bunch of other all-time greats that are there celebrating with that all-time great. In this, this game, there are quite a few players that have uh, pretty high scoring totals on the year. And of course, uh, you're looking at some very, very good ones in Kreider. You're looking at Kaprizov. You're looking at Zagenonad. Of course, you're looking at Panarin. There's a lot of big scores. And, and I think because of that, I actually like the over in this, even though it is six. And I don't mind a little bit because I, I don't love the over on it. I don't mind it being six and getting the extra safety of that push, to be completely honest in this case. So I take a look at that one and think uh, you have t- some teams with some scoring ability, some teams that are going to be uh, fired up in the Rangers case. That also can lead occasionally to early mistakes. One early goal, of course, gets you closer to that. So I'm going to go with the over in this one. And I actually look at that six as a not a disadvantage, but a little bit of protection. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the idea of taking the over, here's the other thing to keep in mind, and we're actually going to come back around to this stat later on in the pod. Uh, Minnesota is sixth in the league in penalties, um, which means you give the Rangers the opportunity uh, to have that man advantage tonight at home, uh, which plays into uh, Artemi Panarin. It plays into uh, Mika Zibanejad. It plays into Kreider, as you just talked about, uh, you know, across that first line uh, of their power play unit. So uh, if, you know, if Minnesota finds themselves in the box, especially if they can, you know, if they commit one, maybe two penalties in that first period, I could see the Rangers jumping out, getting those goals that you're talking about. Yeah, that makes uh, an awful lot of sense as well. And the Rangers, by the way, top 10 in power play conversion rate at 24.8%. They sit right at the number 10 spot. So uh, more penalties for Minnesota is more dangerous against the Rangers than most teams. So we'll take a look at those. And now we'll move over uh, to, uh, well, right into that Chicago area where a couple nights ago, the Colorado Avalanche, the Chicago Blackhawks squared off in Denver. The Avalanche won that game. Two to zero. Now they go to Chicago for the rematch. Obviously, these are teams uh, in very different directions, though. The Blackhawks, as we point out, put up eight in their last game. They are still only eight, eight, three at home. They are under 500 on the season. The Avalanche look to be, if not the league's best team, very close to it. But Nathan McKinnon, as you pointed out early, had his nose broken in their previous game. Uh, against the Boston Bruins and will not make this a brief trip. The Avalanche have this one road game before they go back home. Uh, so now they they are rested, but McKinnon is not with them. That said, Nate, I'm looking at this game with the Avalanche, and I'm still feeling that, quite frankly, they are a significantly better team. And the money line at minus 190 reflects that. Yeah, exactly. And, and you t- you just said it. I mean, the minus 190 does show you. This is one, Sean, where we're going to focus in on the total again, and I'm going to hope that I don't shoot myself in the foot uh, like we did earlier this You're week. You're going Blackhawks and total again? I'm, I'm going to look bold man. I'm going to look at this one. Well, it's sitting at six and a half. And here's the thing. I, I think this is a bit inflated based on what both teams did on Wednesday night. You already talked about the 13 goals uh, that were put up uh, between Detroit and Chicago. But, uh, you know, because the abs did that comeback against Boston, they wound up hitting their over as well because the final finished in overtime at four to three. Um, and I think this line has been bumped up to the six and a half. I frankly would have expected it to be at six, the same way you were talking about the potential push between the wild and 
the Rangers, I thought this was going to be a line at six. And so this morning, as I started to get ready for the pod, put together some notes, um, you know, for what, what I want to bet on today, I, I was surprised to see this one at six and a half. And I'm going to play the under. Um, I, I think Wednesday is skewing this just a little bit. Um, I, I think that no McKinnon. Yes, the Avalanche obviously have some tremendous talent uh, and have the ability to score both on their their offensive forward lines as well as their blue lines, not the least of which is Kale McCarr. Um, but I, I still feel like the lack of Nathan McKinnon is going to hurt them a bit on their power play in particular, um, where you know you you may not be able to take advantage of the of the man uh, up the way that you could have if Mac was out there on the ice. So this is one that, like I said, it's a little bit of a gut feel that I've got, but I really just feel like these two teams, if you take away what happened on Wednesday in both of their respective games uh, that were a part of that national doubleheader, these are two teams that if you go and look, uh, you know, uh, for example, uh, the Avs have actually been under this six and a half total in five out of their last seven games. Um, So as much as we talk about the scoring that the Avs can do, uh, they really have kind of cooled off from that hot streak that they had early on, uh, you know, prior to the holidays. So I- I'm going to lean on the under and, you know, I know you said uh, kind of a bold pick and I could uh, I could very well be regretting this later. Uh, but I-, I think this is a this is a contest that winds up finishing uh, underneath this total. Well, I am going to uh, go over the cliff like Butch and Sundance with you there on you that go. because I agree the same uh, same thing. The Avs, Blackhawks earlier this week, it was 2-0 in the two of the three games that they have played this year. Uh, that would have that that six, uh, six and a half would have hit, by the way, on the under. And the only time it went over was in the overtime game back right at the beginning of New Year's. Now they don't have Nathan McKinnon. Uh, I think the Blackhawks are coming off of a high. I don't think Dylan Strom's got another hat trick in him tonight so uh, i'm with you i think that under makes an awful lot of sense if you'd like to go ahead and maybe take advantage of the avalanche in that regard and and see if you can maybe do the old uh, same game parlay or something like that and get yourself uh, involved into that over and the under in in there that you can find yourself in a plus money situation there a little bit uh, not immensely but you put the uh, abs on a money line win with the under, and now you're looking at a team that's vastly favored. The Avalanche almost have double the wins of the Blackhawks, and you can find yourself in plus money over at DraftKings on the same game parlay at plus 170. So that makes a lot of sense to me, too. I think that's the way I will go to try to double up on that, because look, if I'm in, I might as well be all the way in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then just a quick player prop to throw out there for you. Um, and again, another one that I'm kind of uh, I, I'm liking because of the plus odds. Um, and, and that is at plus 105 uh, for Seth Jones to have more than two and a half shots on goal. Uh, so we just need three. He's averaging 3.2 shots uh, per game in the month of January. So he is trying to be uh, as involved as he can uh, coming off that blue line uh, and, and trying to create chances offensively. But in uh, two of the three games against Colorado, he's gone over this total. Um, he had three shots on goal in one, had four in another. Um, and so I, I'm going to lean on that one. And again, it's one where I might not necessarily make this bet, um, except that I'm getting plus odds. And the plus 105, I think, is favorable, again, for Seth Jones to have over two and a half shots on goal. So just a quick player prop to throw out there in this uh, Avs Blackhawks game. I like that, too, Nate, because there's even a little more personal spin to that. Of course, Seth Jones, uh, the Avalanche was his childhood team. He grew up in Denver, wants to go ahead and have a good performance against the hometown squad. The final one we're looking at tonight, the same Boston Bruins that we talked about just lost in overtime, blew a 3-1 
third period lead to the Avalanche, who did not have Nathan McKinnon at that point. Now they go into Arizona to take on a Coyotes team that, fortunately for the Bruins, is a lot worse than they are. But do you think there'll be a bit of a, a hangover from the bad loss earlier in the week? Well, I, I think there could be uh, that hangover, Sean, but I think actually in kind of a good way, uh, in kind of an angry way, if you're a Boston fan, because I think they're going to be very frustrated about what happened. Uh, and they know that this is an Arizona Coyotes team that they can take that frustration out on, uh, to be honest with you. So this is uh, this is a contest that I look at with um, with Boston and Arizona. Uh, and again, I'm going to focus in on the total um, and, and it just sits at six right now. I'm going to take the over in this ball. Boston has scored three or more goals in four straight games. But Arizona, even though Arizona doesn't always find a way to win, they find a way to score. Um, and Arizona's got three or more goals in four out of their last five games. Um, like the Bruins might put five. Uh, on the Coyotes by themselves. Um, just, again, maybe a little bit of frustration after the loss in Denver, uh, but also because you can score on this uh, on this Coyotes team. So I- I'm going to take the over in this one. Again, there's an opportunity for a push, um, which you know, I-, I think, Sean, maybe I share the emotion that you shared with that Rangers wild game at the beginning of the podcast, where I don't, maybe I don't mind the potential of a push with this one. Normally I don't like it, um, but you know, I think the Bruins, more than likely, I think the Bruins win this game like five to two but if it wound up being four to two and i got the push okay fine yeah i get that too and i I think i'm going to look at a player prop here when you go over to DraftKings for points just whether it's goals or assists brad marchand is at plus uh 145 for over 1.5 points now granted he has to get a two-point night but then again marchand has 46 points on the season he's also the team's leader in goals and assists so get one of each get Two of one side, either way, uh, you win. Like you said, I think this is a a five to two potentially kind of game, maybe even higher than that if Arizona scores. I expect a shootout, and if that's the case, I do like the production from the top line, so I like Brad Marchand and plus money, even though it is over 1.5, but not in goals, just in points. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Sean, let me go one step further because I do really like that bet, but let me give you one step further, and that is uh, Brad Marchand to have a power play point is at plus 110. All he needs is one. Um, Just go over that half. And the reason I'm bringing that up is the same thing that we were talking about a moment ago on the pod. Arizona is number two in the NHL in penalty minutes. Boston is going to find themselves on the man advantage probably at least three times, I would guess, uh, in this contest tonight. Um, And so because of that, I agree with you on Marchand, but if you really want to go all in, um, on the on the stud for Boston, I would also uh, sprinkle a bet on the power play point again because he's going to have that opportunity because of how Arizona is that they can't the Coyotes can't stay out of the box and he's got a power play point in two of his last three games. 19 power play points in 35 games. That, yep. That's a good one too. So heck I do a, like heck those. of a number. Absolutely. So those are the three we'll be looking at tonight on a Friday. I hope you have a little bit of luck there and maybe find a way to uh, get yourself in some plus numbers, too. And this time, look, we're both being a little more. It happens, right? But not a great earlier uh, one performance this week. We'll be a little cautious, kept letting those uh, little 
draw his potentials, but it kind of save us a little bit. We'll take the pushes here and there and try to make up a little bit of ground. We'll get back at it next week as well. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football, by the way, on the Sawdust Podcast Network. We have plenty of other podcasts that will also take care of you with your football needs in the AFC and champ- uh, NFC Championship weekends. So we'll make sure to follow that as well. Thanks for the uh, info, Nate. We'll be back at it next week. Absolutely. And uh, like you said, enjoy the football. There's also some great college basketball this weekend. This this is a really, really packed weekend of sports. So good luck to everybody with your bets and your DFS. We'll catch you next time right here on Sticks and Stacks. For Nate Lundy, I'm Sean Jochar. Thanks for listening. And make sure you check out the rest of the Sawdust Podcast Network.